Hello, folks. My name is Girish Bally, your host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today, we are going to be talking about business coaching and what it takes to be a coach when it comes to business. Yes, it is definitely tough. The opportunities are there. Things are there in the world. But how do you get there to that goal, whatever that goal is? It could be a 10,000 goal, it could be a million dollar goal. Whatever your goal is, this coach can help you. Any of these business coaches, and I'm not saying that she's the one for you, just try to understand what do they do and then try to understand from there. And then we'll ask detailed questions about that. And Tamara is a one, Tamara is a guest of my show and she's an amazing person. I just spoke with her just a few minutes before the recording and she seems very intelligent and very awesome and hopefully she'll give us more insight to what this episode is all about. So Tamara, how are you? And thanks for coming to Back to Basics. I'm so excited. It's so it's Tamara. It's it's got the simple Tamara. version. Everyone tries to make it fancy, but it's just Tamara, uh, which actually came from The Price is Right, which is really fun. It was a week before I was born and my mom was like, oh, that's the name. So I feel like I was like born into stardom, right? I, I had that camera name uh, since the beginning. But my heart for you all, uh, as I share, is one, to live up to the expectations of that intro. I am awesome and wise. All right, let's go. I'm ready for the questions thank you so much thank you so much but before we get to the the basic questions of uh what you do and why you do it and what's so fun about it right but what does back to basic mean to you that's a great question. I knew it was coming. Facts and basics basically means for me at the root and the fundamental piece of every single human, we've got to come back into alignment. So if I was to use that word back to basics, what does it say? What does it mean? What does it speak to me? It's the alignment of who we are and whose we are. It's that mind body soul connection because we talk about business perhaps and maybe that's what i do during the nine to five or really like the four to three time frame of my life but it's the knowing that if i don't have alignment and you don't have alignment no matter what your quote unquote job title is you're actually standing out of alignment with your purpose and so i think purpose is a place that we have a beautiful opportunity to process with god every single day process with ourselves uh, but ultimately back to basics is where's your mind where's your head where's Where's your heart space? Where's your body? Where's your physicality? Are you treating it right? Are you set up and for the endurance, for the strength that you're you're intended to, no matter what your passion or purpose is? And lastly, is that that spirit place, that mind, body, and soul, and I connect it to uh, my belief system alongside the Holy Spirit. Wow! Thank you so much, Tamara, for for coming on the show and answering this question. Uh, it seems like no matter how many times I ask this question to many different people, there are different perspectives when it comes to back to basics and your perspectives is amazing. And thank you so much for that. So thank you again for coming on the show. So let me ask you this. You are a, a power girl when it comes to business coaching. And I've seen most of the, the activities going on on LinkedIn and all the postings that you've done. Okay. Where do you get that drive and where do you get that trigger to do what you do. 
It's a good question as well. I think ultimately it comes from the fact of my crash and burn, which isn't generally uh, where people start or the vulnerability of people uh, when they ask where the drive comes from. It's usually associated to their why and their why might be their family or their spouse or um, their mission or maybe even it's centered around God as it should be. But knowing that my drive comes from the fact that I've been in fetal position before. I've been uh, a CEO of two companies I've started nine companies uh, in the duration of those two that were very well to do when it came not only to the financial influx of the business, but the uh, branding and the representation and the location. Uh, they were global experiences. And so when I came to the lifeline, the point of what do I get to choose? Do I choose entrepreneurship and business or do I choose the fundamentals, the basics of what I know to be true in that mind, body, and soul piece, which is love? and light and laughter and that was connected to my spouse and my children at the time and so when i am driving right every single day driving not hustling i don't believe in the hustle i don't believe in the grind i don't believe in the busy uh, that's a cultural mindset that i think is tainting people and leads us to overwhelm it leads us to the fetal position it leads us to burnout and i don't want anyone who is on mission to feel those things i feel like we can do all of the things hashtag all the things we can wear all all the hats without doing it in a busy mentality, but instead with intentionality. And so my drive is so that other people never stand in that same place or are curled up in a ball like I was. And so helping people from that identity space first, who are you before you decide that you're going to go serve anyone when it comes to business? Because if you're not in that space of wholeness, you're not going to be able to serve in the capacity that I know you're destined to do. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. So basically you're saying not work harder, but work smarter. Is that what intentionality intentionality is everything. So when people are like, oh, you're so busy, I didn't call you because you're so busy. Hey, is there any way that you can fit me into your schedule? I know you're so busy. Imagine if my my kids felt that way. Mama's always busy. She doesn't have enough time for me rather than intentionality. I am intentional with my time. Yes, there might be time block segments that I am free or not free, that I have boundaries or I don't have boundaries over those special spaces. But it's the knowing that my intentionality is the driving force behind my ability to create momentum. And so I want people to know that I'm intentional with my time. And when they get on that time block, that's a special thing because that means that I've released that boundary to say that you are a safe person, that you are a good person that you are somebody that I want in my frame of influence no different than you as an amazing podcast host so thank you for this time yeah thank thank you again by the way so let's talk about the the coaching uh, side of things and and what you do right what are the major three questions that people ask you great so I would say one of them is how do you find the time uh, which goes back to what I just said, right? Like a lot of people because of what the American dream has perceived us to do is that our passion projects should be side hustles. There's that word again. Our passion projects should be the thing that we do when we're not creating or generating money or checking into our nine to five or our corporate structure or the the lapel name tag right and and that's also i believe a, a really stagnant and complacent mentality because what if your purpose what if your passion what if all the things that you did with your time all went towards the same mission 
You don't have to wear, and I'm wearing a hat right now for those who are just listening in and not watching on live LinkedIn. Um, it's this knowing that you don't have to wear separate hats. When I'm sitting here with you right now, even though I just dropped my kiddos off at school, even though my husband's off to work doing his passion job, it's the knowing that I'm all of those things and more in this moment. And so I don't have to separate my identity. So time is a huge part of that. So don't think that you're only limited to the side hustle bracket of when on your calendar. The second thing that people always ask is how can I make money doing what I love? Mm. And I believe that it's all rooted to your passions, but it's also rooted towards your pains. A lot of people forget this component. They think, oh my gosh, that trauma that is in the past or that hidden pain that uh, generated from my childhood or generated from past relationships or even the church perhaps, or even that corporate entity that hurt you or burned you or any of the things, government. I mean, it could be the list goes on, right? Because we're, we're constantly being hurt or afflicted uh, because there's another force out there that is not of good. And it's this knowing that you have the ability to actually stand in both the pain and the passion, but the pain is a place that you actually have to heal in order for you to serve out of, right? We don't wanna serve out of an open wound. We wanna serve out of a healed wound. And so you take the pain and the passion, you figure out where's transformation, because oftentimes if you have a passion, the reason you're passionate about it is because there is something or someone who you've seen affected by something. So if you think of nonprofit workers and, and you don't have to start a business on mission just as a nonprofit, a lot of people think that too. How do I create money, right, out of the thing that I love to do? They think they immediately have to go into service mode, into I will volunteer my time here, but I really believe that you have a unique voice voice and a unique angle. And I say you to everyone who's listening, because it's true that because you have come out on the other side of that pain, that trauma, that hardship, you have a reason that you are still breathing. And so you make money off of that. You create business, you create volunteer opportunities, you do serve out of that space. But what is so amazing is when you can stand and you can testify and you can be a magnet to the outcome, a magnet to the healing, a magnet to the overcome, people want in. They're bought into your mission because they want the same thing. They want that same story for their own life. And then lastly, so I said time, I said making money off of the thing that you're passionate about. And the third thing that I would say Say is the most common question is how, right? How, how do I do it? How do I create all these ideas in my head and actually put them into a framework, put them into momentum, put them into action? You know, God calls us, he calls us out of the boat with intention. He calls the, the lame man to say first with their mouth, to create a social contract with people. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this hard thing. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to walk, right? And it's that action, that faith that says, I can do this, that actually is the initial precursor for there to be a full-on action and a full-on open door. They say, stand up and walk, and so they do it, and then because of your faith, you are healed. Because you got out of the boat, you are capable of standing on water and saying eye to eye with me, right? I am going to move mountains for you because you have stepped towards the mountain. And so all these hows, you want a blueprint? Sure, we can create that. But 
you have to recognize that how somebody else is doing it does not mean that that is how you should do it. And that is where like shiny object syndrome or um, another one is, you know, the the perfectionism uh, that actually stalemates people. They feel like they can't do it because everything has to be perfect, has to be just right. But what if today, based on your passion, based on your pain, based on your transformation and healing, you just started talking to someone? People think that they have to have a huge stage. They have to have all these listeners. They have to have all these followers to have a successful company. And that's simply not true. You're on stage when you're at a coffee shop with someone. You're on stage when you're at the school with your kiddos and the kids are listening to you. You're on stage in this moment right now on LinkedIn or on a podcast. You don't have to have all of the pieces aligned. All you have to do is take the step towards the first step of alignment, which is you. Are you whole? Are you ready to do this? And then on mission, we will create the business plan. Thank you so much for that. So basically you're saying, um, follow your passion and make money out of that. That's yeah, what come on. And that's it. And the other is take time, which means that you got to plan it out. Is that the correct way of doing it? And then, the yeah, but is- also activate, like activate right now. The time is the essence in which you put in the message, right? And so I can just get on live right now. I can go live, which is uncomfortable for a lot of people. They're like, oh, I hate myself on camera. Or, I don't like the way my voice sounds. That's terrible. You're made uniquely with that intention. And guess what? Someone is going to hear and see and connect, and you're going to be the most relatable person to them. And that's where the transformation comes. So you've got to start putting your words out there. If you're a writer, make long form content on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, like it's all available blog, right? And see what happens with one release of idea to the next. Everything comes into like just structure at that point. You understand what you love to do. You understand what you don't like to do. And the plan then is shape-shifted for you and you alone. And the other thing that you you mentioned is how, right? Mm-hmm. So, and there's so much of social media out there, right? Uh, maybe LinkedIn is not for me. Maybe Instagram is not for me. Maybe TikTok is for me. Maybe Snapshot, uh, Snap, uh, Snapchat is not for me, right? So what are your thoughts on that? Do you, Do I need to know which social media is for me? Or is that the trend? Or do I need to go the social media way? Can I go the, the basic uh, way, which is organic way? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's both. And I think organic uh, traction is one of the most uh, forgotten methodologies. It's why I love the name of your show. It's why I love what you're doing is to take people back to those basics because my business catapulted because I did something very basic. And the very basic thing that I did is I brought together 30 people in person several years ago. I sent them a text message. I called some of them and I said, I see something great in you. And I I want to share something that I'm doing and I would love for you to come. Now, mind you, several years ago, MLMs were really popular. So they probably thought they were coming to a network marketing company. Nothing wrong with network marketing, but that wasn't my shtick at the time. I've I've done that, been there, done that. And I serve a lot of clients who are in network marketing. Um, It's an amazing agent for growth. But That wasn't what I was doing. They were very interested, but I also affirmed them. I affirmed their greatness and how I wanted to co-create with them. Brought them into this room, uh, did the same exact thing, just affirmed them, called out their greatness, and then I let them in on the secret. The thing that God had been brewing in my heart and really where I wanted to stand in purpose and where I saw myself going. How often, and I said social contract earlier, how often do you actually speak out the big dream? Or do you keep it so contained because what if someone steals my idea? 
Or what if um, I don't do it? Then I'm going to feel like a failure because I let the cat out of the bag and now everyone's pointing at me because I didn't stay consistent. I didn't stay disciplined. The social contract, the saying the thing to the one person who's going to help keep you accountable is so necessary. So I did the basic thing. I created a community solely from word of mouth out the gate. I didn't have a social presence. I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have all of these other things, but I had friends. I had people that loved me and I had people that I could see I could help cultivate and serve. And so I started with a membership and from that membership, I started my podcast. And this is the greatest thing about podcasting is you don't have to have an audience to say yes and press play. The audience comes based on your consistency and discipline and based on the message of relatability, right? And so I've grown and grown and grown. I'm now at the top 1% of the 1% of podcasts worldwide when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to business. Those are the two categories that I speak to um, because I'm so passionate about this concept. And then from there, the social media traction is necessary, right? So I can start sharing. I can start clipping. I can create small messages for people in these other frames of influence, but you don't have to be everywhere. Now, if you Google me and you want to go find Tamara Andress, I'm pretty much in all the places. I do not Snapchat. I've never downloaded that app. I hear too much craziness in there, but I have a couple of TikToks up there on my profile, but I don't love it. That's not where I'm passionate. I'm passionate about sharing and exchanging. And so Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse, as well as YouTube for my podcast are my areas of focus and emphasis. You don't have to do it all to have a successful business. You've don't have to have a million followers to have a successful business. Some of my best clients have 200 to 2000 followers and they make more money than the people who have 20 to 50 to 200 K it's because they're serving out of that place of transformation and they know their purpose and they recognize their identity. So uh, think about that. Think about the fact that your clients don't have to come from masses. You just have to serve the one really well and see what transpires and what ripple effect occurs from there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for explaining that. So uh, can I speak with my audience one second here? So let me explain here. What she made is a great point. What she said is, you have done this before. Why should I do it? Things are out there. But the difference between that same idea that million other people are doing, the only difference is that it's you and it's your product. And how you want to present it, that's one thing. If you remember on season one, when I actually posted my first episode, and I said to myself, who's going to go and listen to me because I have a podcast? Because there's millions of podcasters out there. The difference between the other people and this podcast is my voice, my idea, my mission. So if you follow that, I think that's the goal. And I, I think I have... I, I think I got it, what she's telling me. Is that correct? Or what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I think that we have to remember our individuality is what draws the light, right? And there are other people like you, sure. There's other white people, there's other women, there's other people who like fashion, there's other people who have a voice, there's other people who've gone through sexual trauma, there's other people who near depression and suicide. Like, this isn't new information. Nothing is new under the sun. The, the tactics have already been done, right? We've already tried it all. And yet, 
if I don't stand up to speak to those things, all of the people who don't feel like there's anybody else who does feel like they're in isolation, who does feel completely trapped and alone, they don't get to break free. They don't get to be on mission. And so I think if we're talking about living on purpose and living in passion and making money doing it, we have to make money in order to serve in magnificent ways. The money is not for my bank account. The money is not for my house. The money is not for my cars. Do I have those things? Sure. But it's to help other people be unlocked and transformed so they too can do the same thing and affect generational change to come. And it ultimately starts in your mind, body, soul alignment in your healing so that you can stand in, in the entirety of what the promise is. And the promise is for you to have prosperity. The promise is for you to have abundance. And that looks like a lot of different things. You know, wealth has been so skewed. It's not about the money. It's about the wealth. Wealth is, is so much more. Wealth is joy, love, kindness, goodness. Uh, it's even forbearance and self-control. And people are like, what? How is that wealthy? How wealthy is it for me to maintain my disciplined, intentional schedule for me to be able to then experience the other fruits of the spirit? I think it's so critical for people to understand that. And forbearance is the other one that people are always like cock their head to and they never really want. No one actually leans into wanting to wait. Mm. But patience is such a virtue. It's such a process. It's such a part of discovering purpose. It's definitely a part of entrepreneurship. If you are not patient, that means you're likely leaving your consistency to the wayside and consistency and patience go hand in hand. So I encourage you to just keep going one step at a time. Yeah, th thank you so much for that, because we do need to start explaining to people that they can start whenever they want. If your mission is the true mission, I'm pretty sure you can go the long way. Now, very quickly, if you don't mind, when it comes to business point of view and marketing point of view, how do you tackle that? Because it seems like you're doing so much. You, you got the podcast, you got the Clubhouse Club going on, and then you got the LinkedIn going on. You got a lot of things going on, which, which I'm not going to mention here, but what are your thoughts on, on that? Honestly, I think marketing separate from business is not going to work. I think business separate from marketing is not going to work because if you don't know what your business is, what are you marketing, yeah. right? And also understanding that marketing is just messaging. So it goes back to what I just said, know your message, know your transformation story, and you don't have to have the business plan in order to activate your message. But marketing and business are one of the same. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for, for that and being on the show and everything like that. But you've been doing this for so many years. What are you for the next five more years? Oh, uh, heaven, you're getting a lens into the vision, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, five years. I mean, I am a conference host. I'm a speaker. I'm a teacher. I, I want to take the nations. And so when I think about nations, I think about people and I just want to serve more people. I want to show up for more people. I want to love more people. I want to see them stand and activated and on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for being on the show. Do you have any last words before you uh, leave from back to basics? I have a tickle in my throat yeah. I'm trying to get rid of it. Um, last words, love yourself enough. Love yourself enough to stand on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. God bless and uh, definitely support me on the on the small journey that I have in on my podcast. You know I will. Thank you so much. Thank you.
So guys, we spoke with the guest of ours and we talked mm. about the entrepreneurship of how to start something. You just need a vision. You just need a voice. You just need yourself to come out there. You're an extrovert or introvert. It does not matter, but your mission needs to be there. Here's a quote of the day from Back to Basics. And I hope uh, my guest enjoys uh, that quote of the day from uh, Back to Basics. And the quote of the day is, if it doesn't, if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. And I think that's what she was trying to say too. So guys, as usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics. And that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. And keep on commenting as much as you can. Good, bad, or ugly. Either way, it'll make my show stronger day by day, week by week. Because your comment makes my show the success way. And the only three things at this episode is going to be awesome. is the content, the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless. And I will see you next week. Next week's episode on back to basics self-sovereignty and if you read the cypherpunk manifesto which was written in 1993 you can see in there one of one of the main points is we need a secure digital cash hmm. um and that 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 was sort of like the beginning of many different attempts at trying to come up with digital cash hmm. uh so there, there was a paper by way die in 1998 called b money uh there were several right uh several other things uh with um uh, with Hal Finney and Adam Back and so on. But it really wasn't until uh, around 2007, 2008, when an anonymous developer named Satoshi Nakamoto kind of brought all of these ideas together in a way that worked. Mm. And this was using uh, something called proof of work from Adam Back, uh, digital ledgers by Wei Dai, public key cryptography, uh, you know, to actually lock the coins and everything else. Mm. And it came together.